0: These are the voices of the sinner and the saint.
1: Did you really think that after absolutely blowing your butt
0: out in game one?
1: Did they blow their butt yes. out? They blew their collective butts out to try
0: to get that win. Oh, their weekly mission? To provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes, to boldly go where no show has gone before. Take me
1: to Flavortown.
0: Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, World. Will Darkens. I know what
1: you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't?
0: The Sinner and the Saint tailgate show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080TheFan.com.
2: Hour two of The Sinner and the Saint. If you missed anything from hour one, had some hot blazers talk. We talked about OK Computer a lot. Okay, computers, Mm. fair amount. Uh, Talked also about uh, what's going on in college football in the Pac-12 a little bit there. So if you miss any of that and you want to go back and listen, you can go to 1080thefan.com, radio.com, find the podcast, listen to that. You can also send a self-addressed stamped envelope to your mom and she'll send it back to you.
1: Yeah, and she'll tell you how great I was last night.
2: Great at what? You want to talk about that poll? Uh, oh yeah, we have a poll question too. We, this is an hour two poll question. We haven't done these in a little while. Hopefully, one day we can get back into some normal routine. 503 Five zero three two five zero ten eight. Anybody miss our videos that we used to do? I posted one. Did you really? Yeah, you'll have to go watch it. Oh, were you filming me just being dumb? No, I filmed. Uh, I
1: filmed Matt Liner and Reggie Bush doing the thing on that I cannot stand. When uh, on TV during pre games, if like there's going to be like a uh, a shutout, like you know somebody zeros someone or yeah. like a sweep,
2: they bring the brooms out. Oh yeah, the props on on set television on yes
1: live television. Yeah,
2: I get the I but but like on set like in yeah. the yeah the the production space the studio space. Yeah, the other than Lee Corso pulling out the mascot head. Do any of them work? Mm, not for us. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, poll question at Sinner uh, Saint 1080 on Twitter. Do you want to reveal the the question right now, Will? Which Trailblazer had the best hair last night? Ooh, options. Options
1: and uh, current results: 13% say Ellerbe. Okay, that's uh, C.J. Ellerby. His uh. Rookiness thirteen percent say that seventeen percent say it was Harry Giles okay with his uh braids twenty nine percent say nurk who
2: uh looked like he got a bad dye job yeah, a little red uh there and uh it, well, if he's still waiting to clear covid protocol why is he on the I don't know they okay. didn't really explain that yeah i I, I know did not fully understand that yeah
1: I I don't know I'm not gonna poke holes okay but overwhelmingly. About 40% of people said Carmelo Anthony and his mid-2000s
2: braids. Wait a second. Did did you just read that entire list and not include Gary Trent Jr.? Yeah, I didn't put Gary up there. You love Gary Trent Jr. and his look. I do. He is slowly becoming
1: my favorite trailblazer this season. This season? Yeah. Not of all time. Not of all time. Who's your favorite trailblazer? Of all time. I think you know. Well, I know you're anti Damian Lillard. That's right. Okay, I am anti Damian Lillard. I am anti Damian yes.
2: Lillard. What? Who? What? Who? Oh, Rudy, Rudy Fernandez, Hashim the Beat. I just love that we've
1: all forgotten Hashim the Beat was technically a Blazer. <laughs> better, better Blazer.
2: Real quick, better Blazer. Yeah.
1: Festus Ezeli. Oh yeah. Or Pau Gasol. Pau, oh yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one. There should be a top five list of Blazers. What what was the other technical Blazers that never played? Andrew Nichols. Yeah, I think you could put Kyle Korver on there because he technically was a Blazer for like five minutes
2: before we then traded him to another team. There's there's another draft pick that we had a few years ago that we traded like draft night, but Festus Ezeli, like we paid we paid him money not to be a Blazer. Yeah, yeah. That that. He practiced a couple
1: times. I know. That pissed me off. That was (laughs) one of the stupidest moves. See, like that right there, that's what made me feel a little bit better about uh, Robert Covington getting him was that, like, it seemed like a sound move. You know what I mean? Like, he has an established girth of work to show you that he is a good 3 and D guy. Girth. Bestus Azili was totally a reactionary signing. It was like, oh, my gosh, we got all this money. Let's just go sign, like, the 12th guy on the best team ever. Yeah. Because maybe that'll work. Oh, yeah. By the way, he doesn't really shoot all that much, and the only reason he's known is because, like, he screams when
2: he slam dunks. Can we talk about last season and how miserable those off-seating season signings actually ended up being? Mm. When you look at Anthony Tolliver. Yeah. Mario Hazonia, <laughs> who made somehow made it to, through the entire season, and Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore, not a bad basketball player. He went to Sacramento and was good. Yeah, That was an okay. I was fine with Bazemore. But, but it was unbelievable yeah. how poorly those three guys performed for the Blazers. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you can almost give Neil O'Shea GM of the year or executive of the year... Just for managing to in the last calendar year to get rid of all of those guys off of the roster. <laughs> yeah. For how poorly Bazemore fit, how bad Anthony Dollar was, and how bad Mario Zonia was, you got to give the dude some props for going, oh, my bad.
1: There you go. Here's what I will say is that that's why we need to be careful with the uh, first preseason game here. You know, everybody's getting really excited and as they should, because there is a lot of bright flashes on this roster and the way they played last night and the way that you can see things going. And yes, Yusuf Nurkic isn't even in the lineup yet. Rodney Hood's not even in the lineup yet. There's a lot of potential there. But that team that you just described. (laughs) It was about three games into the regular season when everybody started to collectively go, "Oh crap! Uh, they can't play defense, and Dame is having to score like 40 <laughs> points a night to even get a win." Yeah, this isn't good. Well, just wait. Yeah, and then the injuries started piling up, yeah. and then you're like, "Oh, oh. Just, just wait to chip. see what happens." Because yes, from the onset, this all looks very good, but there might be something that happens in the interim that we all go, "Oh crap." Yeah, well, it's encouraging. Yeah. It was awesome. I admit and I was totally wrong about Carmelo Anthony if he can keep doing this you, How surprised were you when he resigned? Oh, not too surprised. Okay. I, I mean he really likes it here. Yeah, I remember the one uh, Jason quick interview that he did How last surprised year. do you
2: think he was that he resigned? Oh, I don't think very like no I know but like when he first came here, he's like dude, I'm just gonna get in there Boy, a little bit, get out of here. But, but see, the fact that yeah. he likes it, I wonder how surprised he is. I mean, everybody traveled to Portland before, but.
1: Yeah, uh, the Jason Quick article I thought that was really great last year that he did, and he was talking about it um, on primetime during one of his hits. He had said that um, Mello had started to, in this, or in last season, when he was with the Blazers, go uh, on road games when there was such a thing, uh, he would go on these walks just by himself. That, uh, you know, he would go on these kind of introspective walks and he would just kind of take time to himself. And that apparently during those times, he started to come to the realization that like he wanted to become more of like a real person, you know? <gasps> wow. Well, but like this happens with players, sure. is that especially with guys like, say, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, you know, your perennial all stars have not had those walks. <laughs> Well, no, and you don't have time for I mean, you literally are a persona. Yep. You are a walking billboard at that point. You're a walking brand, and so everything you do and every decision you make needs to be on brand for not only what you do on the basketball court but how you're perceived in commercials. And Carmelo Anthony isn't that guy anymore. You know, he's he's not in commercials anymore. He's not that guy that everybody talks about in, uh, uh, anymore anymore. He's just a guy who plays basketball for a small market team. He's always going to be the Carmelo Anthony of the mid-2000s who everybody remembers as the incredible scorer, but now it's a different dude. And I was totally not surprised when he re-signed because I think he's genuinely happy here.
2: Well, and the, the other thing that I that I thought, and you look at the the ability to re-sign him, CJ seems to absolutely love it here. Dame is loves it here. Somebody made the comment, yesterday. Uh, I, I can't ever remember who says what and whatever, but it was something to the effect of, and everybody says some version of this, but it just triggered a thought in my head where, Oh, we're so lucky to have Damian Lillard as our star. He's so loyal to the blazers. Mm. And in that phrase, cause you have, you have Kyrie Irving, who's insane and you have James Harden who is, you know, now demanding that he gets traded and you know, Katie, who left and douche. all of all of the things that you deal with, with a lot of these stars and Damian Lillard doesn't seem to have any of that baggage. But the one thing when we go, we're so lucky to have Damian Lillard. The one thing that's overlooked is I don't think enough credit is given to the organization. Terry Stotts, Neil O'Shea and the people that they have in this organization where you realize when you come to Portland that, hey, this is a great place to play. You can give some of that credit to the fans as well. But Portland is a great basketball city. We love our Blazers, and I think that you have to appreciate what you have in an organization that is able to keep people here. They learned lessons from having LaMarcus Aldridge walk away, and they're making a real culture shift that's, I think, fun to watch. And and hopefully it leads to uh, wins, and if it leads to a championship, we'll burn down the city for a fun reason this time. Yeah, let's do that. Well, we'll burn it down. There's no question about that, but we've burned it down for a lot of dumb reasons. Well, important protest moments. Let's, Let me tell you something. If we're fun. not
1: in playoff contention by the All-Star break, I say we just go burn the city down. Not a bad idea. You and I, let's do it together. We won't even start a Facebook group. We'll literally just through osmosis collect people on the street. Like we'll walk through with our shirts off and pitchforks. Yep. And people will see us and they'll be like, whatever those guys are doing.
2: I want to be part of it. We won't
1: even say anything. We're
2: just walking through downtown, spiking old Dairy Queen glasses. That's right. Yelling at the clouds. Yeah. People know what's up.
1: People will be like, what the hell are those guys doing? And then the guy next to that guy will be like, I know what they're doing.
2: (laughs) I know what they're doing, and I want to be part of that. All right. Let's talk some NFL, shall we? Uh, Speaking of burning down the city, Philadelphia from tearing down their city, winning a Super Bowl is uh, in all kinds of upheaval because their team is an absolute mess. The Panthers are going to start fining players for breaking COVID protocol. And we got some great games. We'll talk about all of those things or whatever we get to. Next, Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan. So remember how I mentioned that uh, Alabama Arkansas game was tied three three? You did. Two minutes and thirty-seven seconds left in the second quarter. It is now thirty-one three. Guess which team. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: that's, a, that's a turn of events. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know what happened. It just got out of the I got out of hand, I out of hand pretty quick here. I I, I mean I, I I just we blinked and next thing you know, they were up thirty one three. I I couldn't tell you what had happened. Uh also Alabama has the ball in moving down the
1: field with them. i can imagine uh troy aikman saying something like that when they ask for his analysis like we back for a just... break i don't know i
2: i don't know joe i i just i was watching this game i went for a coffee break came back and they scored 20 points <laughs> is that a fun game to broadcast that oh hell yeah this one here the thing. yeah why not i don't know i'm asking dude you're just seeing friggin'
1: highlights all the, like yeah i would way rather do that than like a really normal Pac-12 game. (laughs) Like I would more, more than be willing to do color analysis or play by play for an Alabama, just drubbing than like Stanford versus
2: UCLA. (laughs) I, I, I will. Uh, I know I've told you this 25 times during the game already, but these guys are really good. Um, it's just a matter of them being better players. Uh, they're better coached. They have better conditioning. Uh, they start with more natural talent. More better, money. Better hair. Uniforms are not a lot better, but better, certainly better than the Razorbacks uniforms. Uh, they're turf, nicer. Uh, Their girlfriends, much, much, much hotter. I mean, holy goodness. I was looking at some of the Instagram. I mean, I don't know how else I can say it. They're just better. Uh, but let's go back to the action. Yeah, but you could go Kevin Harlan on it. Oh, and he breaks away, yeah, but how many times can you do that? Oh all day dude all day (laughs) voice getting all raspy Because he just burned everybody to the sideline. Well, I'll tell you I'll tell you that's a great play And that kids gonna be playing on Sundays. I know you say that after every play shut up will Just it would get redundant at some point. I'm just saying if you get a middle of the Pac-12 game You never know which direction it's gonna go. Fall apart at any point. Uh, here's a perfectly good uh, middle-of-the-road Pac-12 game. Utah, was it Utah uh, against Washington? Utah 21 nothing. That was a great game. I know. <laughs> turned around like that. Alabama games don't turn around like that. Yeah, but you see some pretty cool ass. Yeah, it's fair enough. You sound just hysterical. Just every time I look up, I'm like, oh, look, the uh all the guys on – Arkansas seem to be shorter and slower and getting run over. Like, even when you tackle their small slot receiver, he drags two guys for five yards. That's dope. Yeah, it's dope. All right. Yeah, I think that's dope. All right. Well, hey, if you think it's dope, then you think it's dope. Uh, I don't, th- I don't, I just, I, yes. But I... every once in a while you miss your spot, even if you're trying to serve up meat. You starting to, you starting to clip this show out now that you're a full-time producer? going to be a drop show now. I've had that one for a while. Oh, I'm just asking. Now you get your big full-time gig. You're going to start going back and listening to our shows. That's chopping right. them up.
1: I just up made, every uh, dumb
2: thing I said. I just made my last car payment.
1: That's how high roller I am. Oh, did you really? Yeah. That is a First great- First time in five months. That is a... Wait, what? Been dodging them. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to park my car literally in the opposite cul-de-sac so the repo guys didn't I, come get me.
2: I thought you said you just made your last car payment. You just made your first card payment in months. That's different. It's yeah. all the same. Not. Not at all kind of the same. Are there uh, Are there any college football games that have your ire up for this weekend in the Pac-12? Yeah, the one I'm watching right now. Actually, this is a really good game against Utah and Colorado.
1: Um, th- This, for me, is like the, hey, is Colorado good test? Yeah. Because really, they haven't played anybody of too much consequence, at least defensively. Because that's the one thing everybody, at least in the Pac-12, has been hanging their hat on with Colorado is like, dude, their running game's amazing. Like, their offense is pretty freaking good. If you pitted them against USC in a Pac-12 entertainment-only title game, like, it would just be a shootout. I'm kind of starting to believe that, because this is an incredibly cool game to watch in the snow.
2: Colorado beat UCLA 48 42 to open the season. The next week they beat Stanford 35 32. Then they played San Diego State. That was the week they were supposed to play USC. Mm. And then they had a 24 13 victory over Arizona. So if nothing else, uh, they've played close games. So Dude, yeah. if they can if they can convincingly beat Utah, like you know you don't need to blow them out or anything, but you know
1: win by a score or ten points, like. Dude, that's enough for me and I think for Pac-12 fans to just basically demand, I want to see a Colorado SC Pac-12 title game.
2: How good is Utah? They're one and two. Yeah. <laughs> but, I you mean, know, you don't know. I mean, you just don't know. Yeah, but,
1: you know, the issue with Utah is that, you know, we, their first two losses, very conditional. Let's just say that. Like, sure. you had a 20-point lead and you blew it, which I know that shouldn't be conditional, but that to me says something like, yep. okay, I'm going to blame that one on COVID perhaps. Um, and their defense is still incredibly good. Statistically, they're very a very good run defense. Not as good pass, but very, yeah. very good run defense. And so it's enough of a test for me to just say, like, okay, Colorado seems like a for-real team. Plus, Colorado yeah. has sweet helmets on today where it's all black, and they have it's a
2: matte black, and then they have, like, a shine logo on it. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Utah. Utah's only win is against Oregon State. That's why you're pushing. Let's be honest. Dude, that was a really good game. It was a good game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just saying that cuz I'm incredibly partial, but
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's been an interesting season. Um next week anything can really happen. I just hope that they take your advice and just lead entertainment, lean entertainment for all of the matchups. Cuz yeah. what they're supposed to do next week, if you don't remember this, the way the Pac-12 designed it, you're supposed to play six games against Pac-12 opponents, then the seventh week was all of the cross-division matchups in the equal seating Ugh. i know Damn. which doesn't make any sense now so it's just know. how do we pick why games? why, why? <laughs> there was like no reason to that it's it, it just like the back 12 did have one clean week where all the games were played one of them was played on a sunday but all the games were played yeah, sure i yeah I, the whole thing with that and then like when the big 10 put the like the six
1: game rule i was yeah. just like why are you doing that like you don't have to look my hol- uh, holier than thou like Just, we all know this is it. See, that's what we were talking about in the first segment, where I was just like, college football has this weird problem where they're still trying to be the most pious guy in the room. Where they're saying, like, we respect the player's integrity for education. No dude, no, you these don't. guys go to college because they know that it's the two-year ticket to start making millions of dollars. Yeah. Like just just do it that way. And the other guys like myself and my experience who like went because they were like, "Oh, sick, I'm getting my college paid for." And this is probably going to be a really good time. Yeah. Like they can play too. That's yeah. not a big deal. Just put the focus on the
2: stars. Thank you. Yeah, Thank- I just yeah. All right. Speaking of focus on the stars, uh, we, we got distracted by college football and Alabama absolutely housing Arkansas now 38-3 just over <laughs> time. I'm telling you, man. It's Oh, and
0: he's going to kick the field goal.
2: <laughs> by the second half, dude, you just, you're just talk, telling stories to each other. Um, we got distracted there. We'll get into the NFL after this college football scoreboard. Up I just had to switch over to the Utah-Colorado game uh, because the broadcasters that were calling the Alabama-Arkansas game probably did the same thing.
1: You think one of them was like, hey, can you, like, cover for me? I'm going gonna- to go get gonna- some lunch. <laughs> <laughs> you mind if I just go watch the... Yeah. Do you want anything? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pick up a sandwich.
2: Uh, just slide out, and just disappear. Uh, all right, NFL big weekend in the NFL. Uh, pick your favorite of these games. There's some really interesting matchups with big playoff implications. Cardinals at Giants. Giants on a four-game heater. Uh, Cardinals uh, sitting at six and six, still in the playoff hunt. Do you like anything about that game? No. No. Oh, who cares? Not I don't know. You know, I,
1: I feel like everybody's been doing that around here lately with the Giants just because they beat the Seahawks. And yeah, it's like, dude, that's, that's the most Seahawks thing to do is to lose to the Giants. In fact, when they started this, uh, I think it was like a four-game slate where it was, you had... Uh, it who, was
2: the Eagles-Giants, Jets this week, Reds, the Washington football team next week. Right.
1: Everybody was like, oh, this is going to be their time to set up. I think it was Suku who goes, dude... Watch them lose like two of these games. That's totally a Seahawk thing to do. <laughs> Make like three of these games close and yep. then just like blow two of them. I, I still don't really believe in the Giants and I don't believe in the NFC. Either. I mean, it's it's a terrible division. And that playoff game more than anything, I'm just kind of curious to see what the Cardinals still have if, left.
2: Okay, there you go. So, yeah. see, see if there's anything left. And you have uh, Kyler Murray playing with a bad shoulder, it feels like, since they yeah. played the Seahawks. Uh, in. Coincidentally, they do finish their season against the Seahawks as well. Uh, how about this one? This I do not know what to make of either of these teams, but I did hear an interesting thought about the Colts. Colts are playing at the Raiders. They sit 7-8, I believe, in the uh, AFC right now for playoff spots. So they're right on the cusp playing for uh, a spot in. They're on the outside looking in. The Colts were brought up today with the Carson Wentz garbly gook. So Carson Wentz, of course, is going to cost too much money for the Eagles to cut him. Jalen Hurts is going to be starting for the Eagles this week. But it was brought up that this not might not be an audition to see if Jalen Hurts can start over Carson Wentz, but potentially auditioning Jalen Hurts to see if they should use their potential top five drafts p- place to go after quarterback in a very deep quarterback class because Frank Reich was the offensive coordinator that was working with Carson Wentz when he was an MVP candidate before he got hurt in the year they won the Super Bowl, and he may need a new quarterback after the Phillip Rivers experiment ultimately blows up in their face.
1: Uh, Yeah... Is that too, too far for you? No, I don't think it's too far, but I will say there's there's enough holes to poke in it, which is, one, Carson Wentz just isn't good, <laughs> and he's just not. I mean, you know, the guy's better. He's he's better now, right? He's not injured anymore, and he's kind of playing like crap. Yep. I do understand that his offensive line kind of sucks, and he doesn't have quite the weapons that he did uh, in his breakout, What was not his rookie season, like second season, yep. wherever it was. Um, but you know, at the same time, you, you just watch him play and you realize that he doesn't have it. He doesn't have the it factor to be a franchise quarterback. That's actually going to take you to the playoffs, make those deep runs. And if you're the Colts, really what you need more than anything is that it guy, you literally have everything else. (laughs) You have the pieces around what a good quarterback would be. Your defense is one of the best in the league. You play in a division that now is starting to look like even more crap each day. Like if I'm the Colts. I'm considering tossing Philip Rivers out right now and blowing the rest of the game so I can get a higher draft pick and get one of those great quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't think Carson Wentz is your answer. Um, I, mean, I get the whole Frank Reich thing, the whole Frank Reich connection. But at the same time, I also feel like Frank Reich is a intelligent guy who's watching film of Wentz <laughs> right now and
2: being like, yeah, he's not what he used to be. You know what he reminds me of? Remember when Sam Darnold on a uh, open mic said, seeing ghosts yeah that's what it feels like yeah that's what it feels like to me um anything from the raiders that team is up and down and needed everything they had to beat the jets last week well that and
1: greg williams (laughs) that was so funny dude that was like one of the funniest things i've ever seen you know what i thought about that too i was like if that would have worked he'd still have a job today Dude, seriously, if that all-out blitz worked, we'd yeah. be like praising Greg Williams as a genius. Unbelievable. I what can't a believe it. What
2: balls on him. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is they went back and looked at all the times Greg Williams' defenses have done that. It's most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Probably works most of the time. Yeah. I mean, it is
1: kind Still a of a tough throw to make. Like, everybody's crapping on it right now because it hilariously didn't work. But, like, if it did work. As a concept, that's kind of interesting because as an offense, you're going to have to uh, one, you're either going to have to call a timeout because you probably don't have the protection available and you're looking at like a friggin' eight man box and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Oh, what do I do now?
2: Yep. Um, well, and that
1: throw was perfect.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, he, you know, he still beat, you know, man coverage with a perfect throw for a touchdown too, because if that ball goes anywhere else, it's, you know, it's game over and you lose. So yeah, it was. Great throw, great play. No no credit given to Derek Carr no. or uh, was the Henry Ruggs that caught it, right? They, yeah. No, it's just like, oh, it's just because the Jets suck and they wanted to lose. Those guys, those guys barely completed a 50-yard dime down the sideline for a touchdown to win the game. Nobody talking about that. So Raiders yeah. are definitely an inter- interesting case. Uh, question for you in the Sunday night football game. Hmm. Either of these teams... Appear in the Super Bowl as the AFC representative, Steelers Bills. Uh, well, no.
1: Okay. I I mean, they won't. But that doesn't matter because this is probably the most exciting Sunday night game all year. I believe. Yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. I I mean, both of these teams are coming off of basic. I mean, this is uh, this is one of those like um, galvanizing moments in the NFL because you have these two wildly crazy narratives where you have the Steelers. Who, for so much of the season, have seemed like the uh, steady, good AFC team? You know, everybody always uh, on Twitter was kind of throwing out the "worst 11 and 0 team ever" yeah. uh, moniker for them, and they might have a point after they lost to the Washington Football Team, who I still attest are crappy. They do. Please be on Okay, great. They, make they make still suck. <laughs> like they suck. They're not good. They have Alex Smith, veteran
2: quarterbacks. Oh, I mean, great. veteran quarterbacks win games.
1: That's uh, gonna be good. So. Um, he had bloody sock too, so that was they it. are coming off of this loss where now it's like a prove it game for them to actually show that they are a very good AFC team. And then on the other side of that, you have Buffalo who after, um, after beating San Francisco, who for some reason was the favored one in Vegas ahead of that. I think it was a Monday night game. I'm getting them all mixed up now. But, like, they're now seen as the hottest team in the AFC. Sure, was it wasn't a Tuesday
2: afternoon game. Or Tuesday, yeah, I don't like, know. Like a but,
1: Thursday. But, like, that's what makes this the most exciting game of the year, at least the most exciting uh, Sunday night game of the year, I think, so far, is the fact that you have these two AFC teams who kind of are on the brink of either break or bust. Like, if the Steelers lose this game in a convincing fashion and the Bills beat them by, like, a good two-score thing... Now you're turning to talk about the Steelers like bellying up in the playoffs. Ooh, I, I that's mean, good and then now you're, you know, looking at the Buffalo Bills and saying, is Jared or uh Josh Allen, I always say Jared. Uh, yeah. is Josh Allen, does he have enough to like take them for
2: a deep uh, deep run? You give either of the you give the winner of this game a puncher's chance against the Chiefs, though. No, no, probably not in the AFC title game. Fair enough. Dude, Chiefs are good. Uh, another great AFC matchup will be the Monday night game uh, between the Ravens and the Browns. It'll be interesting mm. to see what happens there. Two guys from the same draft class in Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson. The other great Are you, game. Are you sold on Lamar Jackson? No. No, I'm not convinced. But Greg Roman, again, I, I keep bringing this up. Greg Roman was the guy that had Colin Kaepernick in a Super Bowl and then two years later was fired and Colin Kaepernick, out of the league, making ice cream. Non-dairy. He's doing more than that. Ben and Jerry (laughs) is making a (laughs) non-dairy ice cream. Uh, It was called Change the Whirl, W-H-I-R-L, Change the Whirl. I don't get it. Yeah. What is that? It's like Change the World, but it's a world ice cream, I guess. It's a terrible name. You mean it's an ice cream for the world? It's Change the Whirl. uh, The money's going to his foundation, or his charities or whatever it is which is great. You seem to be a little missive about this. Yeah, it's a non-dairy ice cream. <laughs> that's He's what vegan. You're, that's how you remember I didn't realize that Colin <laughs> Kaepernick was vegan. But it, it like all right, I'm going to make a product. I'm going to go out and sell it. Mm. I'm going to partner with Ben and Jerry. Oh, by the way, I don't I don't do dairy. <laughs> hey man, it's super woke. Super it is super woke. And you're just not you're not in on no, it. No, I'm not I'm I'm like passively woke. Somewhat woke? You're not possibly woke. Woke adjacent? Maybe your hat indicates you're woke. Oh, does it? Yeah, your cap. Yeah, my 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 your, newsies cap.
1: Your you newsies, your uh, your greyhound track betting track on a Tuesday afternoon hat.
2: Bet on the dogs before. <laughs> on this hat. Sprinkles minus eight. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I'm gonna take Buttercup to to place. Right. Uh, the other game uh, is at uh, ten o'clock. A good one will be uh, Vikings Bucks. Mm-hmm. I am hoping that the Buccaneers are going the wrong direction, but I have such a hard time rooting for the Vikings. So, like these two teams are still playoff. Yep. This tenders, is, a, this, right? is a, this is a uh, six seven matchup uh, currently where they sit in the playoff standings. I believe so. It'll be an interesting one for playoff seeding. Those were the five games for playoff seeding that mattered. Of course, the sixth one was the Patriots still fighting for it, but they done. Uh, did you watch? Uh, I
1: mean, you, did you watch any Thursday night? That thing was...
2: No, no but I saw the score. I was like, eee, what's happening? Dude, yeah. the worst of
1: it was uh, the Patriots' fourth and goal, eh, maybe six yards out. Yeah. They ran a uh, run option. Ooh. And I, it kind of made me start thinking, like, does Bill Belichick just even care anymore? Is he just kind of, <laughs> like, thrown out experiments? Like, I feel like this whole season for him has been, like, one big experiment. Like, can I get a winning
2: record with a quarterback that can't throw? Yeah, well. Could I do it? <laughs> I don't know. That would have been the place for Cap to go back to, right? Go get call it Kaepernick? He can throw a ball better than Cam Newton. He's too big a personality for yeah, that team. Yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: all right, well, let's uh, let's get to what to watch. It's a segment we call What to Watch, and we tell you what to watch. We do it next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan and Radio.com.
0: Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now, our expert panel, avid television viewer, Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan
2: what i'm watching right now is the highlights from the arizona state arizona game you said earlier this week when i was filling in for dusty on dusty and cam uh, that the best thing about this year has been the rivalry games we had a chance to talk to jonathan smith head coach of your oregon state beavers and talking about how much those games matter even in the year that's super bizarre arizona one team wishing they did not play the rivalry game because that was ugly yeah what are you watching for in the pac 12 today uh
1: current game now and sc uh ucla
2: just see if they could stay undefeated
1: i want them to just both stay undefeated because i truly do believe that if those two teams you know i know there's no rule to it but i believe that if those two teams can stay undefeated after this weekend that the pac 12 will bend and basically say look uh, you know we're not going to throw in you know, we're not, not going to if Oregon State beats Stanford, we're not going to go through this whole situation where we have to figure out the tie break to throw in a Pac-12 North team that, yeah. you know, there's no national interest for it. I think you could build this thing up to say, look, there are two undefeated Pac-12 North teams that are, both have explosive offenses. Watch it. They'll <laughs> each score 40 plus points. It'll be crazy. Let's make this thing into a TV show. That's the one thing that Pac-12 has been terrible at. Uh, for the past couple of years is that they don't understand entertainment value.
2: Well, yeah, they tried to make their own network and it was awful, if you'll recall. They yeah. don't understand television and how to how to put out the best product that they can. Uh, it will be interesting to see what happens. I'm also watching to see if uh, your Beavs can finish uh, with a win against Stanford. Stanford just drubbed University of Washington. Uh, Oregon State was uh, maybe a bad spot away from getting a chance at a victory there. They've got a couple nice wins on the season, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there, the momentum that Oregon State has coming out of this COVID season, I think, can make a big impact on, on what we see from them next year. And I don't root for the Beavers. I don't root for the Ducks. Jerk. Sure. I, I, I I do think college football is better when both teams are good. You say the same thing with Washington Washington State. It just makes it better when not just the North teams, but the Pacific Northwest teams are good. It just makes college football more fun. Uh, Certainly for me as a Pac-12 fan. So I I hope the Beavs uh, can can beat up on Stanford a little bit. It would be cool to see. Especially since they've been practicing in vacant parking lots and fields. Yeah,
1: I will say the two teams that have gotten better consistently throughout this season in the Pac-12 has been Oregon State and UCLA. They both got better. UCLA looks pretty good. Uh, And even though Oregon State lost against Utah last week, um, you know, you can t- without their best player and I know. the
2: best player, maybe the best offensive player in the conference well, and your starting quarterback. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, yeah. You know, you didn't have your two best players and you still made it incredibly competitive against an incredible defensive line team. I mean, you can just tell by the on-field product, Oregon State's getting better. You can just tell by the on-field product. UCLA is starting to take to Chip Kelly's uh, teachings and his way of doing things, and they're getting better, which is going to make that UCLA-USC game pretty exciting today. I yeah,
2: should should be fun, and I I, I hope Chip Kelly does get ups, back some of the magic that he had at Oregon because it was kind of fun for college football, and he did not have the great uh, NFL uh, uh, success that he had hoped for, obviously. But you mean I, he sucked? Yes, but I, it was really disappointing when he sucked at UCLA too. It, like when when he went to UCLA and they were just bad, I was like, "Oh, this is this is a bad, this is a bad look, and it's a bad way to go out." So I hope we can recapture uh, some of that magic. Would be great. Uh, have you started watching any holiday movies yet? No. Is your did you is that something you and your wife do? Are you a Christmas movie household? You know what? I'm
1: actually gonna retract that. I did. Mm. Uh, we did watch a holiday movie. How? Oh, Dang it. It's uh, one of the Netflix ones about this woman who, like, I, I don't want to spoil it by saying what it's about because there's a twist. This this woman who, like, works in a uh, an all-year Christmas shop in London, mm. and then she meets this guy, this mysterious guy, and she's kind of a douche, and it's he Santa helps Claus. her. And, and she, there's no Santa Claus. She but falls it's like in a love with Santa day. Claus. Well, I was going to mention... There what's, is- a, what's the name of the movie don't know i don't know <laughs> was it good though worth watching it was fine it was good yeah. i'll probably find it here you okay. tell me
2: i'll get i'll find it <laughs> no i, was, I was just i just asked i mean we watched a little bit i watched a little bit of a, several movies part of white christmas uh my wife puts on constantly puts on all the christmas movies in the background uh so i was trying to figure out if there's one uh any new ones that i need to throw into the mix um but i think we'll probably watch uh family vacation uh tonight
1: uh, I did watch Holiday, Holiday.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's okay. So you wait. So it's you cheesy. You said that you haven't watched any, and now you're listing off multiples. Holiday came out like
1: late September, so I forgot. Okay, like it wasn't during the window, oh. like after Thanksgiving and yeah. up until now. Yeah, I feel like that's when you're supposed to watch.
2: What's your What's Holiday your classic? Movie. Do you have a go-to classic? Holiday oh, I, you know,
1: the Christmas story. A Christmas story, I think we've watched every single year. But it's the same thing you're saying, like, with The Wife, right? I, I think we just throw it on TBS yep. and let it run. Because it's on
2: 24-7. Do these two movies count as, as Christmas movies? Oh, okay. don't, do die, don't do Die Hard. Okay, then I, that's, you answered the question. I'm just, just making do sure. That. Gremlins, Die Hard. Those are the two. Die Hard, you've already said no. Is Gremlins a Christmas movie? No, oh, That's a tough one for Gremlins. Gremlins scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, me too. Yeah,
1: terrified of it. the crap out every night. I was terrified Scared of, that of uh, it was yeah, that I don't movie. know. You know, the whole thing I first don't like- First time I watched
2: it, second time I watched I loved every bit of
1: it. Yeah. The, the thing I only really didn't like about the whole Die Hard conversation of like, IS IT A CHRISTMAS MOVIE?
2: Uh, like,
1: dude, it's an action movie. It's an action movie first. During Christmas. Is Santa Claus in it? He's yeah. not? Is there any mention Didn't of you Santa Claus? Just
2: bring up a movie that, about a woman that works in a year-round Christmas shop that does not They have mentioned Santa. Santa Claus. Oh, at least they mention it. In fact, one of the characters' nicknames is Santa. How many? Well, I guess there's Santa Claus. There's a Santa Claus in uh, Home Alone. But That's fine. And you could call Home Alone a Christmas movie. It is I think a Christmas that would be movie. Yeah, it, yeah, it's
1: a Christmas movie. Die Hard is not a Christmas... It's a friggin' action movie. And the only reason that you want to call it a Christmas movie is because you wanted an excuse to watch that action movie. Yes. And that's it. And your wife doesn't like it. I'm talking to you. Me, 25 me 25 so to 54-year-old man <laughs> and demographic.
2: Uh... All right, well, that settles that uh, debate. We will get a little more Christmassy uh, next Saturday for sure as we uh, eke up on the holiday. There's a possibility I might be doing a couple shows with you in the morning too on your other gig. Uh, but right now, uh, just keep it on the fan. Keep up with college football and everything that's going on right here. You don't need to don't need to change the dial. Hey, watch the Colorado game, man. It's snowing. Yeah, it is snowing. 21-10 uh, Colorado right now. But we're done. Uh, we'll see you later, whenever that is. Uh, but done for now. Bye-bye.